Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, mamas, and welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy. So grateful that you are joining me today. All right, we have been over the last two months trying a new pattern with the podcast. So the first Monday of the month, we have a guest or many guests like last week. Then the second Monday of the month is something about becoming a more peaceful parent. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And that is something that can be reflected in our parenting. The following week, the third Monday, we are looking at being purposeful. And this is really about intentionally showing our kids Jesus and his character or God's word or some topical faith building activity through our parenting. And the fourth Monday of the month, we are looking at play. The f- if there is a fifth Monday, that's just kind of a bonus. And we will see what the Holy Spirit lays on my heart to share that week. So this week is the second Monday, which means we are looking at being a more peaceful parent. So today I want to share with you one of the biggest things, yet smallest, but the smallest things, but with the biggest impact that I learned through discipline that connects. And that is taking a moment, or I say taking a beat before disciplining my kids to check in with me. What is going on in me right now? Am I presenting myself in a way that represents my faith well? I can represent God. I can live into my faith. I can disciple my children in their misbehavior. And I can do it well. And it starts with me making sure that I am in a good space. And most of the time in discipline, it comes out as anger, frustration, if we don't take that moment, right? So today we are talking about, do I need to discipline right away? And I would say the answer is no. We can take time to check our hearts and what is going on with us and get out of a place of anger step into a place of empathy, compassion, skill building, wisdom building. So really, I just want to share with you some verses about anger that have been really powerful to me and helping me to re 
connect with my faith and with who God's creating me to be in these moments so that when I do enter in to discipline with my children, that it is truly about them, that it is truly about what is going on in them and where I can grow them in their skills and their wisdom. And I'm not making it about me. When I come in, you know, real angry and real fast and as connected family says, um, fast, large, and loud, I am not really dealing with what my kids have done. I'm expressing how it made me feel and I'm bringing my baggage into the situation. And so when I take a moment or a few moments to separate those and to get myself in check, then it's not about me anymore. In episode 46, I talk about Matthew 18, 15, and how this verse really shows discipline or when someone else sins, our role in bringing them back, it shows how our role is that of serving the other. And it's not about us. And it's not about punishing to seek justice for our feelings but that it is really about serving the other and bringing them back to the to a right place. And I think that happens when we take a beat. We allow God to humble us, to calm us, and to get us in a right place with him before we enter into that conversation. And I think that can be with a friend, with a spouse, and especially with our kids. And so I want to look at, again, some verses about anger that may just help you as you begin to process and work with the Holy Spirit in how you want to respond and when you want to respond to your children's disobedience. So the first one is James 1.20. And it says, Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. And I believe that is for us, but it is also in others. Our anger is not going to produce the righteousness in our children that God desires. You know, we see in scripture that God's loving kindness is what leads us to repentance, not his harsh. So human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. In Proverbs 16:32. Oh, this one is so good. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than conquer a city. What do you really want in the situation? Do you want power over your child? Do you want to conquer your child and their misbehavior? Or do you want to win their heart for Jesus? Do you want to grow them in wisdom and skills that they need? Do you want them to know Jesus and to love and to follow him? Or do you want the power, the respect, and to conquer the behavior? Oh, I just think that one's so good. All right. 
Here's one that we probably are all familiar with. Ephesians 4.26. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. This first part, don't sin by letting anger control you. Anger is not bad. Anger is not the sin. Allowing it to control us is. And we don't want to be brought into sin because of our children's behavior. Because when you are standing before the Lord, he's not going to ask you about your children's behavior. He's going to ask you about your parenting, about how did you respond? That is your responsibility. So don't sin by letting anger control you. Back in Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. I've experienced power struggles with my kids and tempers flaring because I came in angry. Have you? It's something I don't want to repeat. And I have it. It happens more often than I wish, but it happens a lot less than it used to. And so I'm, I'm making progress. As I was telling someone last week, I'm failing forward, right? I still mess up, but I'm moving in the right direction. Psalm 37, 8. This one is just so clear. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. It only leads to harm. It doesn't say stop getting angry. It says stop being angry. Stop staying there. Move on. Don't lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Again, with the temper in Ecclesiastes 7.9. Control your temper. For anger labels you a fool. Here the foolishness continues in Proverbs 29.11. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. It doesn't say the wise aren't angry. It says it holds it back. I would guess that the wise take it to the Lord. They pray it out. They don't vent it to their children and to others. They control their temper for anger labels you a fool. Those two go hand in hand. Proverbs 29, 11 and Ecclesiastes 7. Control your temper for anger labels you a fool and then fools vent their anger, right? Those two are saying the same thing, but the wise quietly hold it back. Again, it doesn't say that we can't be angry, but just that we can't let it control us. We don't want to let our children's misbehavior cause us to sin. Galatians 6.1, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back on to the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation that is of sin yourself. And the last one I want to share with you is Colossians 3.8. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Now is the time, Mama. What do you want your children to see and experience in their misbehavior? Is it that our kids are in control of our emotions? 
Is it that they are responsible for keeping us happy? Or is it that they are love no matter what? That they can make mistakes and we will gently guide them back onto the path of righteousness. That we will love them and we will be their calm for them when they can't be calm. That we are a safe place for them to make mistakes. And that God is a safe person, a safe creator to run to when they have made a mistake. Or do we want them to learn to run from God because he must be an angry God when we mess up? That's not what you want for your kids, mama. I know it. You wouldn't be listening if it was. And so I'm not asking you to not be angry. And I'm not asking you to do this perfectly 100% of the time. I'm asking you to join me in failing forward. That we might fail and we might turn to God every time and say, oh, I messed up. Let's do that again and do a do-over and keep failing forward. It's God's loving kindness that leads us to repentance. And we want to reflect that to our children as well. So as I wrap up our time, I just want to read all of Psalm 37. It um, just has so many great little uh, nuggets in there. And it just, I just wanted to share it with you. So this is a Psalm of David, Psalm 37. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they will soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed. But those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. But their swords will stab their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered, but the Lord takes care of the godly. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times, 
even in famine, they will have more than enough. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrow and never repay. But the godly are generous givers. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land, and those he curses will die. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every of their life. Though they stumble, they will never fail. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young, and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned, or their children begging for bread. The godly always give generous loans to others. And their children are a blessing. Turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever. But the children of the wicked, the godly, will possess the land and will live there forever. The godly offer good counsel. They teach right from wrong. They have made God's law their own. So they will never slip from his path. The wicked wait in ambush for the godly, looking for an excuse to kill them. But the Lord will not let the wicked succeed or let the godly be condemned when they are put on trial. Put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily along his path. He will honor you by giving you the land. You will see the wicked. I have seen wicked and ruthless people flourishing like a tree in its native soil. But when I looked again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. Look at those who are honest and good. For a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. But the rebellious will be destroyed. They have no future. The Lord rescues the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them and they find shelter in him. Mamas, find shelter in the Lord. Travel steadily along his path. Put your hope in the Lord. He will honor for them. Be still in the presence of and wait patiently for him to act. You are doing a mighty work, mamas. You are not doing it alone, though. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, and you have me to help encourage and support you however you need it. So please reach out Let's set up a consult. Let's chat on Zoom. I would love to see you, to see your face, to hear your heart for your children and for your motherhood and to find out how I can better serve. So mamas, this week, I want you to play. I want you to take a beat and find what helps you in that beat. Is it being playful? Is it being meditative? Is it being active? Is it just sitting and praying? What in that moment when you take a beat will help to bring you out of that anger, to settle your heart in the Lord, and to make sure your discipline is about your find that. Play with those moments. Problem solve. Be creative. And be okay failing forward. 
Mama, on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.